Welcome back to another episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, XR, joined by our lovely co-host, Dylan, a.k.a. Waffle, a.k.a. The People's Champion. And we have a pretty stacked agenda today, so without further notice, let's get right into it. Dylan, bro, it's been a minute, man. How are you? It has been a minute, bro. I've been good. How have you been? I'm good. I miss you, man. I miss you too, man. Oh, we took a, took a little bit to, to respond, so maybe you don't. Wait, what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Um, how's uh? There's been a, a lot that's happened in the fashion world since we last um, talked. But before we get into all that stuff, uh, first and foremost, how's life? Have you been buying any clothes? Like, what have you been up to for the past couple of weeks? I have been working 75, 80 hour weeks every single nice. week. So I've not been doing much besides that. And I've been buying a few things. I bought. Let me check my list. Hold on. I gotta see what I bought. I literally fucking forget what I buy. I remember how I said I wasn't gonna buy anything, and now here I am, like, oh, I gotta check my list real quick. Yeah, the first, literally the first episode so, of the new year, you said I'm not gonna buy anything, <laughs> bro, bro, and here I am, I'm buying shit. And now, so I'm just, I'm okay. I'm crossing off shit on my vintage list that I want. So I bought a bunch of bleach tees. I bought a, um, oh, I bought a cool Pokemon Poke Park shirt from 2005. Nice. There was this Pokemon park, it's like, like a theme park that opened up in 2005. And it was open for six months, then it closed, and I got a T-shirt from there. It nice. was pretty cool. I got That's a monkey ball shirt, and then I got a, a Mario shirt. Pretty rare, that shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's one of the... Yeah, it's pretty rare. Nice. Sorry, sorry. The Super Monkey Ball shirt. Then I got a well. Monkey Ball shirt. No, you're, you're good. Yeah, Monkey Ball shirt, and then I got a Mario shirt from the 1999 conference way back in the day. I forget what conference. I got to look it up, but... Jesus got it for a steal. It was like 100 bucks. Jesus Christ. Those are some good-ass pickups. What'd you buy? Did you get the jacket yet? The capital jacket? <laughs> no, I didn't get the capital jacket yet. I got some... Um... Bro, what What are you waiting for? What are you going to wait? Like, what? I, well, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of money. I'm genuinely curious. What are you waiting for? I'm just waiting for the price to come down a little bit, man. It's a lot of money. It's never going to come down. Uh, it has There's to. no way. It has to come down. I will find it for a steal, bro. I know people who got it for like $1,000. If they can get it for 1000 I can get it for 1000 A th- For a, like a size 5? Like you want? Yeah, like a size 4, size 5. For a 4? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's rare. I know it is. Already. It is, but the, my thing is that like if I know it's sold for a certain price, I don't want to pay above that, you know. Um, no, I get that. Yeah, but I'm the same sometimes. But if I really want something, I'll just you know I'll pay the price. Right, right. Um, yeah, that'll probably. I mean, that'll definitely be like one of my next huge, huge pickups. But honestly, all I've really gotten was I got a bunch of vintage flannels actually that are like super distressed oh, really? and cut up and fucked up, and I've been wearing them a lot, dude. I love that look, dude. Remember that like, ah oh, man, I love that like. Like the distressed flannels, the like slim denim, and like the combat boot look. I fucking love it, <laughs> dude. That's our style, though. I know, bro. It's like it's what we like. No, I've been wearing a lot of uh, flannels, um, and I don't know. I just like them. I like I like flannels when they're fucked up, you know. Yeah, the the, the fucked up flannels, the skinny jeans, and the big red boots, right? Yep. That's your uh, that's your fashion right now. <laughs> the Astro Boy boots. Speaking of. Uh, which we'll get into. <laughs> Fuck it, man. That's a good segue. Um, let's talk about uh, one of the things we had on the agenda today. Actually, let, let's just outline the whole agenda. Oh, for some reason, YouTube just started playing in the background. Sorry about that. I heard. I thought that was a fucking announcer. No, no. You got an announcer for us <laughs> for our next segment? <laughs> no, YouTube just We're leveling up. Back. I know, I know. Um, so a couple things on the agenda today. Obviously, we want to talk about the Astro Boy boots. I know people are tired of talking. We're seeing them. However, we're going to take a different angle and just talk about the whole ironic fashion trend, if you will, and how um, really a lot of these products are made with marketing in mind. Um, then we're going to talk about Pharrell Williams obviously being appointed as creative men's director for Louis Vuitton. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into some questions that you all asked us on Instagram. We got some good ones. So, Dylan, do you, which one do you want to start off with first? Do you want to, you want to start off with the Astro Boy boots or Louis Vuitton? Let's do Astro Boy. All I right, got man. a hot take on that. Well, it's not a hot take. It's just like a fucking, it's whatever. You know what I mean? People can wear what they want and stuff, but I feel like people are trying so hard to stand out that they're fitting in. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I Like people are trying, they're trying so hard. They're trying to be ironic. They're trying to be like almost like a cosplay, like a JoJo cosplay That's almost what it feels like. in the real world. Mm. But it's, it's almost, it's like they're, it's like the trend right now. It's like, it's something to, you have to wear that to fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with, like, the whole cosplay sense. Like, it feels like a lot of these products 
feel like very cosplay esque. Um, for those who don't understand what we're talking about, which I don't understand why, I'm sure you do, but basically, Mischief, which you all know a couple of years ago, got their name and reputation because they created the Little Nas X Satan boot. They got sued by Nike. Um, when I worked at StockX, I actually did a, um, I actually wrote a story called um, Understanding Mischief or something like that. It was actually one of one of my, my better pieces that I wrote for StockX while I worked there, to be honest. And um, the piece went into like Mischief's history, kind of like their brand ethos, what they're about, why they do the things that they do. And really like one thing I learned from my research about Mischief is that they just like to stir trouble and they like to incite conversations and they they do things to get reactions and yeah astro boy boot is such a good example bro like who would have fucking thought like yeah let's take the boot from a anime that is one of the oldest anime that you know almost 100 years ago and bring them to the world like if you think of it from that sense it's kind of genius don't you think i yeah actually that is true because like any any bad mouthing for them is, is good, you know, like good marketing in the long run. Yeah. Because they're getting more exposure. They're going to be able to create another piece that's crazy and outlandish. And people are going to be like, whoa, what's that? I need to get that. And it's going to go into the trend sphere. Right. You know what? So it's kind of like a rinse and repeat almost. Exactly. It is almost like a rinse and repeat. Um, by the way, did you grow up reading Astro Boy or anything with Astro Boy? No, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching... Surprisingly, no, I didn't. Yeah, there was like a, I think there was like a TV show I grew up when I was young watching it, but I used to love Astro Boy. And obviously the boots are like so iconic. Um, but right. it makes me wonder, like, what do you think they're going to do next? That's a hard, that's a hard question to like answer because you don't know. Because nobody th- would have thought three months ago they would have made those boots. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way those would have come to fruition. Sonic, maybe? From some other brand. <laughs> like, you, you, you think, you think, oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe. The soap shoes. Yeah. You think? Do you think Gucci's gonna make something like that? No, they won't. Yeah. Like, is Saint Laurent gonna do that? No. Yeah. It's definitely a mischief only type of thing to do. Absolutely. And it, it works. Their marketing works. The internet runs its course, and they promote it, and it goes more viral. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the more interesting things that um, about the whole Astro Boy boot has just been. <clears throat> the discourse around like like oh my god are people actually wearing these because it's like you said like people who do wear them it almost seems like you're cosplaying at that point um but at the yeah. same time it's like dude all the photos that people posted became memes like it was just free memes for the internet you know yeah literally and my thing though is they already retail for 350 that's so much for just a one single instagram post or a story or yeah. something if you have to pay for them not like out of pocket right. you're not getting them for free or anything but to pay resell like on grail and third party apps for $1000 plus that's idiotic absolutely like i'm sorry but it just is could you could you name one outfit right now you could wear with those no <laughs> like straight up like no. I, honestly like, i, don't, I no, literally don't know like not, i i did ask not meant to be worn right like no it's like it's like a runway piece like it's it's something that's like art on the runway where it makes sense on the runway right but in the real world it can't it can't incorporate itself to a real outfit yeah i just i don't see how it can look good and i'm sorry if i'm offending anybody but you I mean i mean it's just my it's just my person it's my opinion honestly yeah I'm curious to see like what they do next. Obviously, they've they mischief does a lot of like small collectible releases, and and those are really popular. But it seems like every time the brand like releases another big hitter, you know, people don't forget about it, right? Like before, mischief was the Satan shoes. Now it's they made the Astro Boy boots, and you know, we'll see what they come up with next. But um, oh, okay. But what about the greater conversation about like ironic fashion and like. You know, fashion that is, like, specifically meant, you know, that's almost like a joke, but but it's not. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't like it. But I, that's just my bias of being so simplistic and so boring with my fashion. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm minimalistic. I'm monochromatic. I like singular colors. I like slim-fitting outfits. So I don't like anything outlandish. So to ask me that kind of questions, I'm more, I'm more biased towards something more simple and simplistic 
But I mean, it, it is, I would say it's almost like a trend right now to be outlandish, like mm -hmm. Wisdom, for example. No disrespect to him at all. He's he's an awesome content creator. His outfits yeah. are crazy. But it's it's mainly just for like Instagram hype, if that makes sense. His outfits are good. <laughs> I'll give him that. But to have that kind of ironic, you know, hyper-realism fashion, it's just not applicable in the real world to me. And I can always keep repeating myself, but it's just I want to go off the point you said. Do you agree with that point? Like it might, it might be. Yeah. In... Yeah. I want to go off the point you said about it being applicable, right? Because, you know, I think Wisdom is a good example. He's a great content creator. Obviously, his outfits are insane. And, you know, good on him for building the brand and the reputation that he has. But it, it, it really does make me wonder, like, does Wisdom mm -hmm. really leave the house wearing what he does, right? Like, there's just, to me, when you talk about practicality, when you talk about, you know, you know what is realistic in fashion, like, it is not realistic for people to wear you know, uh, futuristic Rick Owens suits head to toe to the grocery store, right? Like, it's just not. Yeah. Um, I feel like for him, though, I feel like you honestly have to. You got to keep that image mm -hmm. up. Like, you portrayed yourself online of this outlandish character. You have to, you know, keep yourself up to that standard. You got to hold yourself up to yeah, that standard. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe he does wear it outside. Yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe he does. But I, I think for me, it, it, it just kind of... You know, it goes back to this um, as an art form and as an art piece. I understand it, but like, how does it impact other people, right? Like, you you see things like the Astro Boy boots pop off, and people are making outfits with them, um, and this kind of like ironic fashion or like this joke fashion is starting to kick off, right? It kind of goes back to what we talk mm -hmm. about with trends and, and things. It's you know when people start feeling the FOMO, that's when I feel like you run into problems in the culture because. Something like the Astro Boy boot, right? Like, it's not realistic for somebody to spend $350 on a pair of, you know, super huge boots that, honestly, like, they probably won't even wear that much. But it's just having that FOMO that I think is what really uh, what really haunts people, um, especially in, like, the ironic fashion space, if that makes sense. That boot, yeah, those boots are definitely a one or two wear item, and then they go back in the closet or they go up for sale. And you make eight hundred bucks right. off of them or something. I don't think you're wearing them more than more than twice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, g going back to the example, if if you know, if if you know, it's just really what people wear. Do people really go, you know leave the house with these outlandish outfits? I think it's important to like ground yourself and say, you know, if you do buy these boots and it is something that you really like, let's say you're a huge Astro Boy fan and you really resonate with these boots and you buy them. Um, you know, when you have outlandish pieces like this, like it's good to have a few, I would say, like a few statement pieces. But if you try to build your whole wardrobe around, you know, these super fast trend, internet cultural TikTok moments, um, it's going to be really expensive for you and probably not beneficial to building a cohesive wardrobe in the long run. And you can't keep up. There's right. no way to keep up with that. Yeah, there's absolutely no way to keep up with that. But... um but from a, do you think they're gonna be a collector's item, dude? I mean, if you're a future? fan of Astro Boy, they're they're fucking sick, bro. Like, I mean, to have on the bookshelf, like, I think they're cool as fuck. Okay, yeah, for a coffee table piece, yeah, I can agree with that. I think Absolutely. just a standalone piece, like an art form, yes, I will agree with that. But to wear them, to actually put them together with an outfit, from a fashion sense, you can't. Yeah. It's, it's definitely tough, bro. It's definitely tough. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just feel, um, I just feel like we're going down this rabbit hole of trying to be more and more outlandish as we possibly can with, with how people dress. And it's fine if you're into it, you know, if it, if it's how you express yourself, I think it's great, but on the same, you know, on the same, on the flip side of the same coin, it's like, don't push yourself to buy the latest and greatest and what's popular on TikTok and what's popular on Instagram uh, for the sake of buying it. Because, you know, if your goal is to really express yourself through clothes, it's going to be a really hard time to do that, mm -hmm. you know, buying these kinds of pieces, you know. And that's our whole brand thesis, too, is like buy what buy what you like, but also build a wardrobe around that thing that you're buying. If it's mm -hmm. really expensive, you got to have a whole wardrobe to go with it. You can't just Absolutely. have one piece and then, you know, buy a random piece here and there. So then you have a pair of really skinny jeans, you got those boots, and then you've got like a ripped up shirt, right. for example, you know what I mean? Like it's, it has to be stuff that goes together with that thing.
with whatever you're buying. Absolutely. Building a cohesive wardrobe, a uniform. Yeah. I to be honest, I, I hate the Astro Boy boo and I love him at the same time. Like I love him because I love Astro Boy and I think the anime's so cool and, and I love the character. Um but you know, I just it's it's just funner to see how far these companies can go with pushing the envelope on designs and seeing how people just absorb it. I mean, that's another thing, Dylan, is that like, it almost feels like these companies are just releasing shit and seeing how far they can push the envelope to see where people draw the line of, oh no, you know, I can't wear that or I should wear that, you know? Yeah. And Mischief has some creative geniuses there. I'll admit that to make these boots yeah. into fruition and everything. That's, that takes some balls. Absolutely. And that's I mean, commendable, almost, just to say the least. I mean, what are some other examples in fashion that we can think of? Of like, anytime a brand released something, and it kind of, we were like, are people actually going to wear that? And people wear that. Didn't uh, the Yeezys have like a like the first ever Yeezys have a real like? Yeah, like those boots. Almost yeah, like yeah. turning point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are they called? The, not the moon boots. What are they fucking called? It's yeah, like a yeah. seven twenty or something. I forget. Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Um, yeah. I think of the Rick Owens kiss boot, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, but those almost, I don't know. They, they look good, though. People can really style them well, and they can really wear them well. Absolutely. But I think, you know, from a, from a practicality standpoint, it does make you think, right? Like, if you look at, okay, if you were to put, like, the Astro Boy boot and the Rick Owens kiss boot next to each other, I mean, they're both pretty fucking crazy, right? Like, Yeah, they're, they're both very out there. Exactly. Well, I mean, let's just keep it a buck. They're both insane. Um, you know, one we commend because it, it's from one of the greatest designers of this generation. And the other people have reservations for because it comes from a brand and a company that is known for trying to... I mean, their name is literally fucking mischief, right? Like, their their whole point is to, to stir the pot. Um, yeah. And I wonder if, if those are comparable, right? Like, the Kiss boots and the Astro Boy boots in terms of you know, pushing the envelope of what is possible because, I mean, the kids boots are not comfortable. Like, they're fucking huge. The heel is huge. You can barely walk in them. Um, but it's Rick, you know? Rick's, yeah. All of Rick's clothing has always been, like, you know, pushing the envelope. Exactly. So it makes sense for him to make that. And he, he made it well. I'll admit that. I, I'm never going to wear them. I personally can't. There's no way. Those <laughs> won't go with my wardrobe. They won't go well with me. I don't have the confidence to do it. I'll be the first to say that. But people have made them look well on an outfit and they have the confidence to do it so more power to them and more power to anyone who wants to wear whatever they want more power to anyone but i mean it's just some things just don't look good on an outfit it's just it's just how it is i don't know how else <laughs> to describe it <laughs> all right uh build it genuinely build, build a, an astro boy boot outfit with what you have in your closet right now i can't seriously you can't, can't do that <laughs> No, I only have skinny jeans. I literally only wear skinny jeans and sweatpants. Jesus Christ! So it, and I, I don't think sweatpants would look good, good with those ever. You can't tuck in the the uh, the pants. <laughs> I feel like you have to wear like a baggy pant with those. Right. What would you do? Um, I don't really have any baggy pants. I mean, I have baggy sweats. So you could wear those. I could wear like baggy sweats, like baggy. I have like a pair of like uh, O files, like the white flared sweats so i could wear those and then up top see i don't have any like jackets or shirts that would go well with it yeah so would the, the borrow jacket go well with it fuck no the borrow jacket wouldn't go well with it <laughs> <laughs> that looks so fucking nasty oh man oh um, Anyways, any uh, any final closing thoughts on Mischief and the Astro Boy boots? I think they succeeded in their mission. I'll t- I'll say that. They hey they they won they won the internet they won the cloud but fuck those boots. I don't care. <laughs> those are going in the trash can. You and if you're it. spending a grand on them, I'm sorry. Unless you're a collector for Astro Boy, then that's a whole different story. It's a whole different ballpark that you're going into. But if you're a fashion head, is that even a word? Fashion head. If you're a person in the fashion that likes the trend. Just don't buy them. Just fucking don't buy them. Even if they're trendy, you're never gonna wear them again. Absolutely. Be real with yourself. And if you're paying resale, your you're paying resale for them, man. Like that's just so much money, bro. Yeah, it's way too much. It's just, it's just so much money. Um. All right. Well, let's move right along. Obviously, next big news and something that made headlines a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, Pharrell Williams, rapper, producer, fashion designer, artist, everything under the sun, is now the creative men's director, uh, creative director for menswear, excuse me, at Louis Vuitton. Um, obviously, um, Virgil Abloh's unexpected death over a year ago, um, you know, really left the position, left, 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 left a position open with, with hard shoes to fill. Um, and Louis Vuitton took over a year to fill the position. Um, so what was, when you heard the news, Dylan, what was your initial reaction to, to, uh, to the news? I was surprised, but also I kind of understand why they chose him mm. because, uh, he founded Billionaire Boys Club, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like way back in the day in the early two thousands or mid two thousands? And he also did he, him and Nico made the uh, millionaire glasses at LV, right? I believe I believe they did, yeah. And then the what else did he do? I know Pharrell did the oh the Chanel shout out to T mm-hmm. the Chanel collab, mm-hmm. like the gemstones on the shirt and everything. Yep. So I I can see why they chose him, but also I feel not to say like Kanye West would have been better, but it's it's a hard, very hard position to fill, like you said, because Virgil really like he shifted the entire fashion. Like the entire scene of fashion changed. Yeah, he, when he took over the role. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that Virgil has been, or Virgil was more than anybody, extremely instrumental into bridging the gap between streetwear and luxury. And he really did, yeah. You know, you think about Virgil before LV. You know, he had Off White, right? Um, you know, a streetwear mm. brand that was extremely expensive, kind of marked up to a more premium streetwear audience. But that audience is also the same audience that would shop or, uh, you know, try to style uh, luxury types of looks. So there was always like this, this kind of weird relationship between streetwear and luxury, I feel, within the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, And I feel like, you know, when Virgil went to LV, that really exemplified... um, in my mind, that LVMH and Louis Vuitton were very, very stern on going towards a streetwear audience, right? Like, it seemed like when Virgil took over the reins at LV, the goal is, you know, we understand that streetwear and luxury, you know, the lines between those two are becoming more blurred. We need somebody who can help bridge the gap, and we need somebody who's going to bring a little bit more of a streetwear eye towards, you know, this heritage luxury house. And if you look at everything that Virgil did... Like a lot of like, yes, some of it was, you know, you have obviously like, uh, you know, the monogram prints and, and, and stuff that Louis Vuitton is known for. But there was so much streetwear incorporated in LV when he was there. And other designers, other heritage fashion houses have all done the same thing. And I feel like Pharrell is just another example of this continued marriage between streetwear and luxury. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you, that was perfect. The, entire, the way you worded that was crazy good. <laughs> Thanks. But I fully, I fully agree with you. Honestly, I mean, look at LV before Virgil was there. Like, was the hype there? No. Was there a lot of people shopping there? No, no, not at all. He shook up the entire brand as a whole. Yeah. He, he did a complete 180. He brought back every generation, Gen Z, millennials, yeah. older people. He created a whole new, like, world of fashion in 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 lv absolutely so it's it's very hard for for all to come in there and you know take the reins in my opinion like what, what's he gonna do is it gonna change well is it gonna go back to where it was before is it gonna go more streetwear even more streetwear than it was before when virgil was there right i feel like we have to like wait and see almost i i you know if i was i'm not a gambling man but but if i was i would be i i think what this moon what this move represents to me is um a continued um, you know, it continued effort, effort towards the vision that Virgil had, right? Like, I still think that we're going to get more streetwear looks from LV. I still think that we're going to get, um, like, it, it just feels like it will be a continuation of the work Virgil did. And if you look at Louis Vuitton, like we mentioned before Virgil, if you look at Louis Vuitton in the 80s and the 90s, it was, it was very much catered to, I mean, let's be real, it was catered to a very wealthy white audience, right? Like yeah, honestly, a very yes. older, upper class, even yes. rich. Absolutely, and you know, Virgil's appointment completely shook that up, right? Younger kids, 
were buying LV. And, and, you know, from a business perspective, LVMH is probably, you know, making, you know, when you, when you widen your audience to new people, you're going to make more money, right? Like that's just, and you know, them opening, uh, the floodgates basically to, to streetwear means more money for them. So why would they want to turn their back on that? And I think Pharrell represents that very well. I mean, billionaires boys clubs, right. was, it's a streetwear brand from the early 2000s. All the stuff he's done with Nico. Um, it's all rooted in hip-hop, in rap, and street culture. I mean, that's exactly what he's probably going to bring to the table. No, you're right. Yeah, I do, I do agree with that. I can see that, too. But I also feel like like we just don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, it could go that route, but I also have some doubt. Okay, okay. I I don't know why. In the back of my mind, it's kind of like, it's kind of like me assuming the worst. Yeah. Like I do for most scenarios, but also I, I I trust Pharrell and where he's going. I don't know who else would be a better fit. If maybe if Kanye didn't have this, these allegations and everything and didn't go haywire, I feel like he could have gotten the role. Do you think? I so? think so. I think I think Kanye pre, you know, pre meltdown potentially. Um, but in terms mm-hmm. of like who else they could have gone, I I don't think they would have gone with a more like a more traditional fashion backgrounded background minded person. Like I just, I, I didn't see that in the cards. Um, You know, when you talk about who was going to take over the reins of Louis Vuitton, to me, it always felt like it was going to be somebody in and around the streetwear culture, right? It was going to be somebody that Virgil, in my opinion, would have trusted for the role. And I think Pharrell is that person. Yeah. He trusted Pharrell and Kanye. So it had to be either of them and couldn't be Kanye, obviously. Yeah, absolutely not. They wouldn't let that happen. No, no, absolutely not. I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to. See, I'm, re- I'm honestly, I'm excited to see what the first collection, you know, under under Pharrell looks like. But um, when is that going to happen? Is that 2024? No, like I mean summer? maybe. I mean, the appointment kind of came out at a weird time, right? Because a lot of fashion houses right now are doing, uh, what is it? Fall winter collections for 2023 already? No, and they just had it, yeah. Right? LV just had their runway. Yeah, show. they had a show. Um, had a show recently. I didn't watch it, so I have no idea like when or what the pieces were. Oh, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't uh, LV. It was Gucci. Gucci had a runway show recently, and actually, this is kind of relevant. So after Alessandro Michelle left Gucci, right? They had a. They showcased their. I think it was fall winter twenty twenty three collection, and it was horrible, right? Like. Was it? It I was didn't very. Check it, out. it looked like Zara. Like it was very minimal. It was very. Yeah, it was really like very baggy silhouettes. Very minimal. Nothing like very. Nothing that popped out. And a lot of the discourse online that I saw was, people were like, "Look, Alessandro Michel. When you think of Gucci under Alessandro Michel, what do you think of? You think of loud, gaudy. Yeah, loud floral designs. Very feminine, silky mm-hmm. shirts. Very yeah, yeah. And this collection that. You know, this collection that Gucci released, it was very evident that they didn't have a direction, right? Like, they didn't have somebody who said, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, Virgil's first show, whenever that is, right? Whenever we see a collection that under his name, that is when we're really going to see, you know, what what does the future hold? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Eddie Slamon's first collection at Celine, right? Like, it was basically just Saint Laurent. Yeah, literally was almost like a copy and paste. There wasn't anything that really stood out to me when I watched exactly. that, because it brought me back to like almost 2013, 2014, a little bit of 2016 and 2015, all all wrapped up in the one collection. But he's already he's already done that in the past. Like all that work's already been done. It just felt like a copy and paste. Yeah, I guess that goes back to another question too, right? If 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 Pharrell just does a Virgil 2.0, right? Continues that same vision. Like, would people respond to that positively or would they respond to it negatively like people responded to Eddie Slamon as Celine? What I feel think? like it might be negative, honestly. Really? Yeah, they'll just say it's a continuation of uh, Virgil, yeah. of his work. There's, there's nothing new brought to the table. Mm. And, that, and it sucks for him in his shoes because he has such a high bar to fill. Oh man, it's probably one of the most, uh, you know, one of the most scrutinized jobs in fashion. Absolutely. And this will be a huge season for him too. This will be a real big game breaker. I mean, think of Virgil's last couple collections, right? You had the varsity jackets, right? The millionaire yeah. sunglasses, 
like the baggy suits, like everything just hit spot on, right? It was the crazy coats, the wild bags, the the uh, Boeing bag, seven forty seven, whatever that was, like the AC one thirty. Yeah, those were all crazy things. Exactly, and it's like, how do you? And the prices too were outlandish. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it's like you know, how do you? Oh, obviously, excuse me, we can't forget about the fucking sneakers, bro. They're everywhere. Oh, dude, yeah. What were they called? Like the, they're literally just called like the trainers, right? They have like no real name. Yeah, yeah, that would be trainers. Yeah, but they had so many different colors, so many different colorways. I mean, dude, you remember when the Louis Vuitton trainers were basically like almost as popular as like Jordan ones? Like people wanted them that bad. Yeah, though that was the first sneaker that I was like, wow, I really need to get this. Like, I really need to shell out the money, the twelve hundred bucks for him, and I did, and then I sold because they didn't fit. <laughs> I got the wrong size. <laughs> nice, um, but yeah, man, I think um, we're gonna con- at the very least. I think we can both agree that we're gonna continue to see this marriage between streetwear and luxury, and. You know, from a business perspective, it's so advantageous for LVMH to continue to go after hype and street culture because that's what's going to make them money, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then time will tell. Time will Absolutely. tell. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, overall, are you a fan of the appointment? Um, yeah, or are you not a fan of it? I'm like I'm like fifty fifty. I mean, I I never bought. I could never could afford in the first place. Like any of those varsity jackets to begin with and the sneakers like the only thing i can actually buy from lv at the time only things right. i really wanted were the the bomber jackets and the sneakers but I'm, I'm interested to see what he does i'll keep him on my radar yeah same uh we'll, we'll see what the first collection looks like we'll definitely post you know some runway shoots of the collection whenever it's released and whatever he does his first show um yeah i'm i'm kind of 50 50 on it too i i you know, I want to give him a chance because I, you know, people say, oh, for just a producer. Like, no, like we both know that's not true. Like he's obviously done a lot of design stuff. Like obviously, you know, BBC isn't what it used to be in the early 2000s. But like there was a time where him and Nico ruled the world, right? Like it's not like, yeah, it's and not he like under, he fashion too. Yeah, it's not like Pharrell has never designed. Like he's he's had a lot of success designing clothes. So I don't want to take that away from him. Um, to me, it just And he's a collabs like- with other big. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. He's done huge collabs with other people, and and you know the last thing I wanted to say was like, it's it feels like a safe bet and a natural successor to Virgil. Um, it's just gonna be interesting to see how people respond to it. You know, is it gonna be the Eddie Slamana Celine that we got, where it's more of the same? You know, Eddie's not reinventing himself. He's doing the same shit as he did before. Or are people going to embrace it and say, yeah, this is cool. This is creative. I don't know. I think it'll be a 50-50 split. I think it'll be half people are going to hate it or say it's yeah. a visual copy. And the other half will be like, whoa, this is a continuation. It's a really good, it's a good vision of what he has and where he's going with it. But I mean, like I said, time will tell. We just have to wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. And time. best of luck to him. Absolutely. Best luck, best luck to Faroe. I mean, I want, I want to see him succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. All right, well, let's move on to uh, some questions that we got on Instagram. Um, I think this is a good a good segue, actually. My boy Tom, 81 on 88 on Instagram. Sorry if you've covered this before, but is sneaker culture dead? Dylan, what are your thoughts on sneaker culture right now? I mean, I'm not super into it, so of course I can't answer that to my fullest extent, but I can say from what I've seen on the internet, what I've seen in real life is that a lot of the sneaker culture has shifted towards a younger audience. Mm. I've seen it like at the mall. I see a lot of kids. I see a lot of people that look under 20, mm-hmm. maybe even like 18 wearing sneakers. And I see a lot of like adults, you know, getting in the boots and all of our friends, you know, are getting in the boots. They're getting in the Guidis, CCP, mm. Saint Laurent. Yeah. So I feel like as you get older, you kind of leave the sneaker culture behind. You saw your boots and then you go you know, shift into a different outfit or different, you know, style altogether. So that's my take. What, what's your take? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I think, um, you know, we've seen Palace, Supreme, ALD, right? Noah, like we've seen a lot of streetwear brands make things like loafers, right? Like we've seen Supreme do loafers, yeah. right? We've seen, I, I don't think that it's so much that sneaker culture is dead. I agree that it's shifted to a younger audience. What I do believe, though, is that people are diversifying their footwear. Um, yeah, I agree with that, actually. Yeah. 
particularly at a, a you know at at a lot faster rate than what we've previously seen. I mean, I think over the pandemic specifically, I remember seeing people wearing a lot of like Doc Martens loafers, people wearing a lot of Doc Martens, for example. Um, and I think people are just starting to, you know, diversify what they wear on their feet. And a lot of people are, you know, I think a good segue away from sneakers is like derbies and loafers. And those have been so popular over the past couple of years, man. And it's changed too. It hasn't been skinny jeans and Jordans like it was in the 2017, 2018 era. Mm. And it's more, you know, like an upscale for the general fashion, not like trends or anything, but like yeah. the more day-to-day things people are wearing, you know, if they're wearing sneakers, they're going to wear Air, Air Force Ones, mm. Birkenstocks, Crocs, or like Vans. Like I'm not seeing a lot of Jordans anymore. I'm not seeing a lot of, um, you know, Jordan 4s, Jordan 1s. Yeah. I'm just seeing a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of derbies. I'm seeing a lot of loafers on Instagram now. I'm not seeing a lot of sneakers anymore. And if I do see sneakers, it's like either the big sneaker collectors or it's kids. Dude, that's a good point. But the, the culture's not dead, per se. Right. No, no, the culture's not dead whatsoever. But I, I think it's a good point. Okay, so... If you've noticed like how bagger baggier pants in particular have become more trendy, that people are starting to switch their footwear because, you know, for example, when skinny jeans were in, right? Like you can't wear loafers. I mean, you can't, but like you probably can't wear loafers with a pair of like super skinny jeans, right? Or like a pair of docks or like a pair of fucking like Birkenstocks, right? Like it doesn't look good. And mm-hmm. I think that No, it doesn't look the best. And I think that because people have embraced wider pants, it allows them to play with their footwear more. No, that's true. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, but yeah, um, I've seen a lot of um, I've seen a lot of baggier pants, and I've seen some sneakers, but I've seen a lot of boots, a lot of combat boots, a lot of like uh, low cut boots. Mm-hmm. I'm, like what I don't know what they're called, like mid cut. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, chuckas. I've seen a, lot, a few chuckas actually. Yeah. On my explore page. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but to answer Tom's question, no, I, I I don't think sneaker culture is is dead by any means. Sorry, my dog's climbing up on me. If you can hear him, um, no, I don't think sneaker culture no, is, is dead whatsoever. Um, like Jordan is still releasing stuff. You know, kids are still buying sneakers. Hell, the general public mm-hmm. predominantly wears sneakers. You know, like yeah, that's true. The culture isn't dead, but it and you you can't you can't compare you can't compare like the internet fashion to real world fashion. Absolutely not, right? Because nobody's gonna go spend. The average person's not gonna spend twelve hundred dollars on a new pair of boots. No. They're gonna spend forty bucks at the van store to get a pair of old schools. You know what I mean? Like they're they're just not gonna spend that much money. Yeah. The person who's not in the fashion doesn't really care what they wear to begin with. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Boots are a lot more expensive. Um, the barrier to entry is is pretty high. But you know that being said, um, I think that we can all agree. That while sneaker culture isn't dead, I think it's a good thing. You know, and here in New York too, I think it's I think it's a good thing that we're seeing more boots. Like I see people wearing like chunky boots all the fucking time, bro. I see people wearing loafers all the time. And I was gonna ask you, what do you see in New I York? See, since you're in the you know the main city where fashion's prevalent, dude. I see a lot of um, like you know, like those. You remember when Balenciaga was doing like those those like chunky Chelsea boots that were like had the super high high shaft. Oh I'm yeah, I'm seeing a yeah. lot of those still. I'm seeing a lot of loafers, a lot of Birkenstocks, a lot of clogs, like really fat, chunky clogs. Like this mm. is these are all different types of footwear that are really complemented by baggier silhouettes, which is very popular right now. Yeah, um, it's like the trend exactly. right now. So no sneaker culture isn't dead. Like obviously sneakers are still a big thing, and people still, you know, buy sneakers like crazy, but. It's just more diverse now, dude. People have more options, you know? Yeah, it's true. Over here in Ohio, I'm seeing, I'm still seeing fucking polo <laughs> shirts with white shorts and white socks that match the white fucking shoes. Yes, I'm still seeing that. Like, it's not, why is it not changing? You're in Ohio, bro. Where is the fashion in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You have all the fashion in Ohio, bro. It's crazy. Oh, man. Oh, we got everything. Absolutely. It's so diverse here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Saw a full CCP CCP fit yeah, the other day. Right. Next to a Rick fit. I was, I was like, what the fuck bro, am I seeing? No there's way. There's not one at the grocery store. There's not one person in Ohio who has CCP. <laughs> I've refused to believe that. <laughs> Dude, that's true. There's no way. Uh, there's absolutely zero way. Um, thanks, Tom, for the question. We appreciate you. It's so funny. I know it is. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> thanks, Tom. All right, next question. Uh let's see here. Um 
Uh, let's see. Let's see. Sorry, I'm just uh, we had a couple questions about the Astro Boy boots. Hurry the fuck up! Sorry. Big red boot marketing. Are you paying three fifty for a piece of rubber? Are they just Yeezy Slides 2.0, bro? They are not Yeezy Slides 2.0, and the reason why they're not Yeezy Slides 2.0 is because the masses aren't going to be buying these. Yeezy Slides were relatively affordable. Mischief already sold out of these within the first day. You know, you're not going to be seeing anybody wear these out in the real world, right? These are these boots are a meme boot. I guarantee you, everyone who's listening right now, you will probably never see the fucking Astro Boy boot in public ever. Preach. Well I mean, said. When are you ever Literally. gonna see those? You're you're just not. You won't. It's on the on Instagram and TikTok yes. only. I swear to God. If you see one in public, tag yes. us. Take a picture and tag and us. And if you see it in public, it's gonna be at like some hype store at the mall on the shelf, right? Like it's not going to be and beat that guy up. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be anything that people are fucking wearing, you know? No, it won't. Um uh we got a heated question i'm yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> thank you for the question <laughs> uh we had another question from vulture world hyper reality fashion example is the astro boy boots um hyper reality fashion i'm not sure what hyper reality fashion means but i guess it just kind of refers to i don't know just like fashion that is prevalent in fucking you know like media that that makes the way in um yeah, kind of like a wisdom-esque outfit where it's like the face mask right. and the three different layers of outfits and not outfits of coats and everything yeah. and a scarf wrapped around and everything. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh yes, they are. They are like a futuristic meme boot. A meme boot, and I'd be really, really interested. And it'd be really fun to know like what hyper realistic iteration of something else in media is gonna happen. I would and I, I know I mentioned this in the beginning, dude. I would love to see a Sonic the Hedgehog shoe. They made those, I think, right? The soap shoes. I'm pretty sure they made them way back okay. in the day, and I'm pretty sure they're impossible to find now. But I'm, I'll have to look it up. I think I feel like I've seen that before. Right now, I don't think they're that big. The Sonic's got some fat ass shoes. <laughs> oh no, Under Armour did like. Oh no! I, yeah, I'm thinking of soap. The actual like the the shoes where you can fifty fifty on them, where you can grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're thinking of like. Uh, That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, completely different. Okay. But, um... No, I'm talking like a big ass fucking fucking Sonic the Hedgehog shoes with a gold buckle. Like I want Mischief to make those new. No. <laughs> I feel I feel like that could easily become a thing. Absolutely. With the, I mean they've already made that and they sold the fuck out. So I'm and they're reselling. So I'm pretty sure, you know, they'll be 500 bucks and they're going to yeah. sell it again if they become a thing. Absolutely. Um one of the last questions we got was Thoughts on AOD's new collection? Um, to be honest, I didn't check out AOD's new collection, but I do have some perspective. Um, when I was in Soho a couple weeks ago, I went into the AOD store just to look around. It's not really my cup of tea, but I went to go look around. And I also went into the golf store, which is Tyler the Creator's brand. And I was thoroughly impressed with like some of the silhouettes. Like I know AOD is a little bit of a meme because of the New Balance 550 and how that shoe has been really popular, but... Um, you know, there, and I'm sure you're seeing it too, Dylan. There's like this, there's like this streetwear menswear kind of look going on right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the lookbook, the 2023 spring summer lookbook. It's very Tyler esque. Is it that you bring that up? It, yeah, very, very much so. It looks kind of almost like golf, like a few seasons right. of golf. If you look it up right now, like look, go to the website and look at the lookbook. It's very colorful, very playful. There's a lot of blazers next to like t-shirts and a suit. Mm some fringe jackets so it's it's very i actually kind of like it yeah. i don't know if i would actually pull any of that yeah. off with my current wardrobe but i mean i do like it i'm not a hater i'm looking at, at it right now and it definitely like reminds me of um um just kind of like menswear ish right yeah kind of like lacoste almost very like yeah tennis like, yeah like tennis core preppy like you're wearing, like I'm looking at some of these looks, orange socks with an orange beanie, but you're wearing loafers and like khakis, right? Like it, it's yeah, which is so Tyler. Exactly, Tyler would definitely yeah. wear that. It, yeah, it almost feels like yeah. And there's, I'm looking at some looks where it's like a blazer with a scarf, but it has like a five panel like baseball cap, right? Where it's a little bit more playful. Yeah, um, yeah. And the bucket, and the bucket hats, hats too. too. Yeah, dude, are those coming back? Bucket hats. 
still wearing bucket. Oh, I thought they like left. Wearing bucket hats. I see bucket hats all the time over here. Oh shit. Oh, well, yeah, you're in New York. <laughs> um, but no, I mean the the collection looks cool from what I'm seeing right now. Um, uh, it just uh, this kind of goes back. It ties back to the sneaker conversation too. It's like a lot of these preppier, baggier looks that you know people are wearing blazers and like baggy uh, suit pants. It it just goes well with things like loafers and derbies, and it's it yeah. seems like fashion right now. Like all the trends lined up perfectly to move away from sneakers, if that makes sense. No, that's true. From all the all all the brands I'm seeing are more tailored towards boots and loafers and stuff besides sneakers, which is a, honestly a good thing for I me. So. I like that a lot more than sneakers. I think so. I mean, nothing wrong with sneakers. I just feel like it's always good for people to diversify the closet a little bit, you know. Um, no, I agree. Anyways, well. We have been recording now for, oh my God, 46 minutes. Jesus, it's been a long time. Um, I know a little bit. Time flies when <laughs> I was going to say a little bit of a shorter episode, but it really wasn't. Um, but yeah, we Dylan and I got everything that we basically wanted to talk about. Um, next week, I am going to be posting a very long episode with five people on it. It's the, it's the, Oh my God, that it's was the a Seattle trip. Boys plus Dylan and I, and I haven't posted it yet because the editing is taking a long time because it's a lot of fucking people. It's five people talking. It's a shit show. The intro is so <laughs> fucking funny too. I know. That was so funny. Um, that was a fun episode <laughs> to record. It was a lot of Sorry, fun, yeah. My dog has a bone and he's dropping it all over the floor. Ash? Um... Anyways, well, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. Uh, hopefully, you got some good perspective from Dylan and I about some of the things that I've been making headlines and kind of our thoughts and opinions on some of the bigger stuff going on in the industry. But Dylan, any last minute shit you want to say before we get out of here? Fuck those red boots, and I hope oh you all have God, a good fuck day. The red boots, really, bro? And that's that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know what? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> People are just, I don't care. I don't like trends. People are just anymore, tired so of seeing a brother everywhere. I just want to see Slim Silhouettes bro, come back, please. Back, bro. I think they're coming back. I'm sick of the, I'm just, I hate the fucking stupid ass hate on TikTok too. Not to get on a fucking tangent or anything, but I just I'm so sick of seeing, you know, like, oh fuck skinny jeans. No, they're, they're so not. stupid. Skinny jeans are classic. Like I keep seeing those comments. It's like, no, they're not, dude. Yeah, in five years and even maybe even a year, they'll be back in in the in the trend you think, cycle. Think uh, like the Eddie Boy look, the YSL look, will ever come back? You don't? No, think so, I don't really. think so. To be honest, I don't think that entire like I don't think the the slim fitting shirts, the slim fitting pants, or not even that, like spray yeah. on almost. I think that's long gone. Unless a unless a huge rapper or some celebrity starts wearing that stuff every single day, then it might come back like to the general public almost but no i don't think so yeah yeah i yeah i wish now that i'm older and i have you know working and you know you kind of have a means to take care of yourself it's like i feel like i was a little too young in 2013 to really because i was dude i was like in high school like there I, I couldn't dress in fucking saint laurent in high school you know no so, no neither could i i envy those kids nowadays that are doing that they're in like eighth grade wearing the LV bomber jackets. Crazy. Like how? I, I was when I first got my when I was in high school when I was a senior. I just graduated. I had my first job, and I spent my entire ass month of salary not salary of paychecks on a, one pair of boots, and they didn't fit. But I wore them for a week straight, and they hurt my damn feet. But I I was so careful. I watched where I stu- steps <laughs> every single step. I made sure not to step in any puddles. If it rained, hell oh, no, I'm not wearing sure. those. You know what I mean? So. I don't know how they're just, these kids are just wearing this stuff. I know. It's like, it doesn't matter. It really is crazy. Some of the shit you see on them. Yeah, my Blows parents my never. I mean, we, we, I mean, my parents did well for themselves growing up. And they even then, they would they would never buy me Saint Laurent when I was in high school. You know? Are you kidding me? I went to fucking PacSun, bro. I went to no, PacSun. either. Like. <laughs> I went to, where did I go? Oh, H&M. Yeah. I went to H&M. And then I went to, I think I went to Lacoste once. Lacoste Polos. I got like one polo shirt and like a t-shirt and maybe a, yeah, maybe a pair of, yeah. of uh, shorts. Classic. Classic, classic. But I never did anything crazy like yeah, that. Absolutely, no. Um, 
But anyways, yeah, regardless of what, what trends come back, the takeaway, regardless of who is in charge of Louis Vuitton, and regardless of what fucking Boots Mischief releases next, just stay true to how you dress, and that's all that really matters. Build a wardrobe. Build a wardrobe. Like we keep saying. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. As always, keep it locked in on Instagram uh, for more content. And then next week, we will have a shit show of an episode for you all. Um, hopefully, this one wasn't too sporadic for you all. But, you know, really appreciate the time and you listening nonetheless. So, for Dylan and I, we say thank you all very, very much. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning into the pod. And we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.